We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Jack Ramsey's Danny Morang, Brandon Sprague. I've got more sleep, thankfully. I, I look at myself in the camera. I look like even twice fried dog crap right now. Um, you said it, not me. Yeah, oh, man. I just I was like, oh my god. I, uh, I ended up getting to bed about two o'clock in the morning last night. So oh, uh, that's pretty early. That's that's not too bad for those. No, that I was. I normally go up awake. Yeah, for those that don't know, I normally go to bed about uh, twelve thirty-one, so it's not that much later. But it was the fact that I was up at five thirty before um, that ended up ruining me there. Uh, Brandon is all sl- slept and rested and all of those things, and we've had some time to kind of ruminate and go over some things. Um, the the big thing, obviously, the draft wrap up is they drafted Shaden Sharp. What say you, Brandon? Same same energy I had on the live show. And, you know, we go over a lot of this stuff. Um, I'm still actually really excited. And, and you can call it, you know, buying in and, and drinking the Kool-Aid. And I get that Shaden, Shaden just by himself as a prospect was not everybody's cup of tea. Using the seventh pick by itself was not everybody's cup of tea. But I had maintained if they could not get OG on an OB, and you could not find a, a trade partner, the likes of OKC is an example, Lou Dort package, use the pick. And my takeaway, you know, we'll get into a lot of things here, I know, but it, it seems clear to me that, you know, obviously Joe was, I think, shopping that pick, and he basically admitted as much. Hey, yeah, we tried after some guys, OG probably being the most prominent. I'd imagine there was a Collins conversation, an Aiton conversation at some point, just like Jake Fisher reported. But he actually did value that pick. And at the end of the day, timeline stuff, Dame being where he's at in his career, uh, they hired Mike Schmitz, and I think Mike Schmitz and, and Joe put their heads yeah. together and concluded Shaden has the biggest upside payoff of anybody in this, in this position. And, yes, he's young, but, man, by year two, three, maybe this kid pops a little quicker than people think. Joe had referenced maybe even playing him a little bit next year. Um, so I'm excited about it because I'm just going to trust the uh, experience of one Mike Schmitz and then also got to trust Joe Cronin because he was a part of a front office that was responsible for bringing in some pretty good dudes over the years. So real quick, since you, you brought it up already, um, this is the quote from Joe last night uh, about Shaden Sharp. Incredible talent. We're really excited about his future. Yada, yada, yada. 
the normal stuff. He didn't play college basketball, so he wasn't seen or evaluated that much. We had some experience from our past viewings with him that we've recently hired. <laughs> Schmitzy. That's, so Schmitz had probably more intel on Sharp than anyone. Oh, absolutely. Um, and I, I think that's probably part of bringing him in as number one, getting that intel, but normally, but also denying that intel to other teams. Mm-hmm. So I think that was uh, something a little bit unique and different there. Um, I will say this. they f- the, the feeling in the room was it felt like he's – it felt like he's in the team. They're very excited about him. Not not fake excited. We've seen fake excited before from uh, leaders of his organization. I, I think there's genuine excitement about him in the sense of they think he can be truly special. And he did say he thinks he can get on the floor right now, talent-wise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> now, size-wise, experience-wise... We're, we don't know. He still is a kid, and he hasn't played competitive basketball in over a year. And Shaden addressed that a little bit. Um, for those that don't know, um, there will be a press conference tomorrow morning, uh, 10 o'clock. 10 a.m. 10 a.m. <clears throat> They're going to introduce uh, Shaden and Jabari, I believe. And then Cronin will be available for, for comments uh, and questions after that. So... Um, We'll, we'll get to hear a little bit from them, which will be, should be fun. And both guys will play in the summer league. Taking a look at this, like the big, I don't know, the big situation, we'll call it, is are the Blazers living in two timelines? And I think that's not necessarily a, the wrong choice or a bad choice. If... If Sharp is a guy, like if he is a dude, do they just find a way to get him on the floor and make that happen and get contributions out of him? Is that necessarily a bad thing as opposed to trading for a veteran? Trading trading that pick away. Are they that much better in the long run? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, yeah, no, I think you're posing a, this is the crux of the conversation, I I really do believe, Mm -hmm. is how you are balancing this. Look, this is just my two cents and... You know, uh, maybe Joe would disagree with this. Maybe you disagree with this. Uh, 
you are you have committed yourself to two timelines and i i know the experience is there already so the age may may not matter that much but you kind of already committed yourself to two timelines if you didn't and it was really about seasoned experience to catapult from where you were to true championship status within a year I think you'd more realistically look at trading Ant because you'd return quite a value in what his talent is. They don't want to do that, right? So they want to keep. Honestly, they can't really trade him for a difference maker because of the base year compensation rule. Okay, touche. So they're like financially. You're kind of stuck with it, right? So I I think you kind of already were in that position, and I I know Shaden's even further back. But my point is, there is a way to balance this, and they did it with Jeremy Grant. You may be able to do it with a couple other moves if you want to maneuver your way, right? You have, if you don't trade, you have a Nazir Little that it starts or comes off the bench at six foot eight. I imagine they're going to be hunting for more wing play. They drafted a wing in the second round in Jabari Walker. But to me, I think you were kind of already living in that to a certain degree. Like when you talk about Shaden Sharp, whether it's people that listen to the podcast, people that you interact with on Twitter or people that, you know, text into my radio show, I, I always get kind of the... Well, and and if and if Dame leaves, Shaden and Ant. And if Dame leaves, you've got Shaden now with Ant. People are already kind of living in two different mm-hmm. realities in a certain extent. I think the thing with Shaden is, and I thought you made a good point last night. You don't expect him to play much, right? The minute log jam that they have with Dame and it's a real Josh, thing. There's four guys in front of him. Hundred percent. I think the interesting part is the way they're going to experiment with lineups. And I think this is where Chauncey plays a factor where we saw Golden State. We saw Boston. We've seen other teams in this league run it a little small, not for extended periods of time, but run it small for eight to 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. If you told me Shaden Sharp plays eight to 10 minutes a night and 10, maybe even a little, uh, a little aggressive there, but in that realm, I won't be surprised. In fact, that would be my best guess is that's the kind of minutes we're looking at. And you kind of develop him that way. He gets to practice with these dudes, hit the road, be mentored. All of that is into play now. And I think that kind of minutes, those kind of minutes can really benefit a guy like Shaden, who hasn't been able to play organized team basketball on a competitive level for over a year now. So I would look for him to play 8 to 10, somewhere in that wheelhouse. And you run it small with Granite the 5, depending on who you're playing. I just think there's going to be a range of things that they can do depending on how they feel at the rest of this roster, but knowing where Joe kind of wants to go with roster construction, I think there's going to be some, some areas where they could plug him in, get him some experience, let him take his lumps, let him have some good moments and see where he's at go year two. Yeah. I think that's kind of the situation that they're going to be in. And everybody keeps asking like, who would they go after? Who would they go after as far as the different targets that I, I genuinely believe they're going to use Eric Bledsoe's expiring contract. And- oh, okay something else to try to find a starting caliber three how that shakes out i don't know Uh, i would imagine if they do send any other additional players out it would probably be on the younger side and i've as of last night i heard the table stuff was still very much alive that's like the it sounds very much like the 76ers are are sitting on stuff right now uh until they can get some things taken care of they maybe have gotten some signals from other players and looking at what other teams are trying to do. Uh, Daryl Morey, to uh, to to quote, uh, sh- uh, shout out Gundy, um, loves loves trade slop. Mm-hmm. Just the the fine 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 minutia of it all, um, and so that's 
that's going to be interesting to see how that shakes out. But for those that don't know, Tybal is represented by the Goodwins. That is Damian Lord's representation. So draw your own conclusions. <laughs> you know, if I would have applied myself, I could have gone to the NBA. You think so? Yeah, I think so. But it's just like, it's been done. You know, I didn't want to, I was like, I don't want to be a follower. Hi, I'm Jason Concepcion. And I'm Shay Serrano. And we are back. We have a new podcast from Wondery. It's called Six Trophies. Woo! And it's the f-ing best. Each week, Shay Serrano and I are combing through all the NBA storylines, finding the best, most interesting, most compelling stories, and then handing out six pop culture-themed trophies for six basketball-related activities. Trophies like the Dominic Toretto I Live My Life a Quarter Mile at a Time trophy, which is given to someone who made a short-term decision with no regard for future consequence. Or the Christopher Nolan Tenet trophy, which is given to someone who did something that we didn't understand. Catalina Wine Mixer trophy. Ooh, the Lauren Hill, you might win some, but you just lost one trophy. And what's more, the NBA playoffs are here, so you want to make Six Trophies your go-to companion podcast through all the craziness. Follow Six Trophies on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Can I ask you a real quick question? I, I, I want to hit back on the Shaden pick just in general. So myself, I believe you, I believe most of the people listening, when when a team when our team when the team drafts they make their picks mm-hmm. do, the, do does not everybody do the same thing we run to whatever websites or writers that we appreciate that we respect do we not run to their posts to see draft rates do we not do that we mm-hmm. do that right no if mike schmitz is not on the blazers and writes up the draft grade and gives the blazers an a i just wholeheartedly believe that some of these people that hate this suddenly have their tune changed because they go, well, if anybody's going to know, it's going to be Mike Schmitz. Mike, Mike Schmitz has been scouting everybody and he's as plugged in as there is on the draft circuit. And I find it interesting because we don't have that draft grade evaluation from a Mike Schmitz now because he's working for the team. Yeah. And he loved him before the draft. I'd imagine that he, he was reacting to it. Maybe he brings up the interesting fit of like, how is it going to work? Well, We'll have to see, but I love the uh, aggressive nature of taking the swing on the kid that I think could be the biggest talent in this draft. And I think that's a little wrinkle that I thought about this morning is if Mike Schmitz is doing a draft write up on ESPN plus and we're reading it, it says blazer shade and sharp number seven, a, I think some people who maybe still don't like it that much, maybe they feel a little differently with that. I don't know how I feel about the move, but I know how I feel about the player. I think that that's something that's also kind of being missed here is I think the player is the biggest swing in this draft. I, I, I've thought that coming into this. I don't know. I, I, I realistically, and again, I've said this, God, how many times I'm waiting till August to judge everything. Mm-hmm. Like that's just what I'm going to do. So does it make sense right now in my head? No, not a hundred percent. Do I get how they got there? Yeah. Do I think it's the best path right now? I don't know. Let's see what it looks like come August 1st. Let's see right. what it looks like when everything's settled, trades are kind of done, rosters are, are, are locked in, and kind of work our way from there. Um, it's just... Uh, I will say this. I've said a million times that I've wanted them to take big swings. This is a big swing. Huge. So 
that's that's kind of where I'm I'm going with this one now. So uh, I do want to take a second and talk about uh, the other player, the Blazers drafted Jabari Walker, because everybody in the comments right now is fighting over how tall guys are. Um, <laughs> number one, Shaden is is like he's a freak athlete. Yeah, but he's lean. Like we're we're not looking at, you know, Kobe coming out of high school. Like even Kobe, as skinny as he was, was a bigger dude. So just chill. Um, but the Blazers did draft a six foot eight, two hundred plus pound dude in Jabari Walker, who played for the Colorado Buffaloes, which means Chauncey Billet spent a lot of time watching him. Mm-hmm. Maybe a little so did, bit. maybe so did a lot of our listeners watching Pac twelve basketball. Maybe so did Joe Cronin, who's also a Colorado guy. Yes, touche. Chauncey beat him in the state championship. That's right. So, um, but this is a guy that I I think that they targeted early on. I think they're. For those that have asked, the Blazers traded away their number 46 pick for a 2024 second-round pick. Um, considering that Josh Minot went the pick before they picked, I would make an assumption that that's probably where they were looking. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they just kind of went from there. So, um, But I think it's a good addition. Taking flyers on, on big bodies – that can do things. Yeah, I mean, what did KD tweet 14 hours ago? It's a wings league. What did Joe Cronin address there? And by the way, even with Shaden's height, weight, the weight thing, you know, they'll figure a way to get him bigger. But yeah, no, he's a kid. They'll, they'll, he'll get bigger. Right. Naturally, he'll get bigger, too. Even at 6'5", though, what I was going to add, the 49-inch vertical does kind of change things, right? He's the, a different the, level of athlete. And, that's, when and it makes about, up for some of that. And we're talking about taking a big swing, like, one of the things Shaden said is, like, listen, I'm a downhill guy. Like, I, I, I want to hit threes. I, I want to impact the game. I want to get my feet in the paint. I want to dunk on people. I want to play above the rim. Yeah. The Blazers have one dude who plays above the rim right now. And even Ant will tell you he needs to do it more. Mm-hmm. Like, so if you're looking at that trending line, one of the things I was hypercritical of during the Olshay era was the Blazers were here. They were the least athletic team in the NBA by a substantial margin. They're inching this way. Mm-hmm. Like, Nurk is going to keep that from spiking. You bring that average down just uh, a little bit. Listen, love the big fella, but me and him have the same vertical, okay? Um. It would actually be really funny if we could get you at the PF just to do, like, a video content thing where we measure the vertical leaps to see what the difference would be. I bet you we're about the same. We've had basically the same injury, so. Touche. And, you, yeah, uh, and, I don't disagree with you there. And, and I – I don't weigh a lot, too much less than Nurk. <laughs> <laughs> I, so. I, I saw Jabari play a little bit. I'm not going to pretend to be Mr. Pac-12 basketball all times all season. I did see a few games, obviously Oregon game, Oregon yeah. State. You know, I saw Jabari, and I thought he was an interesting player. I didn't really, I guess, take into account how I felt about him as a draft prospect. Mm-hmm. But, you know, doing some reading on him, too, First, for those who don't know, he's Samaki Walker's son. So he's got some yes. NBA blood in his body. Which, my God, look around the NBA right now. How many former players are in the NBA? Jesus. I mean, I think if you started a Seattle franchise up, you could just fill it with juniors. Yeah. And I think they'd have enough for the roster spots. You Samaki Walker, you got Scottie Pippen Jr. Who, uh, by the way, spells his name differently, I guess, because his dad legally spells it that way. But for some reason in the NBA, it was spelled I.E., Interesting. Yeah, it's actually Scotty with a Y yeah. on his birth certificate, but he got to the league and it changed to IE and he didn't change it, but his 
son's name is wide. People are like, like, I thought he was a junior. That's like me. I have three government IDs with Dan, Danny, and Daniel. You have a Danny ID? Uh-huh. Interesting. My, my driver's license says Danny. What's the Dan? Uh, conceal and carry permit. <laughs> and I'd assume the military social security ID. is, yeah. Okay. No, yeah. ID. yeah. Oh, okay. Daniel. Um, but the thing I read about Jabari is comes in kind of this unheralded three-star prospect. Nobody really knows how to feel about him. Tad Boyle, by all accounts, the Colorado coach, and he openly admitted this. He, uh, he gave him a scholarship and a spot blindly didn't know anything about him really outside of he was Samaki Walker's kid. And... It's usually a fair bet. Like, Oh, you're an NBA player son and you're six foot eight. Right. Yes. <laughs> had an, had a, had a good impact on an experienced team his first year. And he comes in place his sophomore year, I believe after COVID. And you know what? He had a lot of expectation. People thought he was going to be the man and he struggled, but he, he was able to turn that struggle into some success. He shot 37% from three in Pac-12 play. So we're talking about a big-bodied guy who's going to be able to stretch the floor and also hang with some fours while he's out there. So you know what? Joe's going to swing on wings, and you know my stance. Give me the blue cheese. I'm all, I'm all in on the wing plate. Listen, the, the Blazers back end of the young roster right now, while Trendon isn't the explosive athlete, Trendon has size, Greg Brown has size, Samaki Walker's. I'm sorry, Jabari Walker, Samaki's kid, has yeah. size. They're leaning that way, right? Jeremy Grant now has size. Justice is a little bit different size, even though he's undersized. Height-wise, he is a truck and is one of a few guys in the NBA who plays significantly bigger than their size. I'd put him in the same category as Marcus Smart as far as guys that you trust to guard up significantly bigger. Um, Hart plays significantly bigger than his size. The fact is we're not talking about the Blazers having a bunch of dudes on the floor that have to play significantly bigger than their size. They have guys that can play significantly bigger than their size. They mm -hmm. don't need to because you now add, you, you've added it. And listen, I don't think Walker's going to play as, as a ton as a rookie. I mean, rookies don't typically play unless you're at the top of the draft. Mm -hmm. But he's six foot eight. Like coming off your bench, having six foot eight guys who understand the game with skill. I mean, just look at Trendon. Yeah. Trendon, Trendon had feel. Trendon had IQ. You could see it right away. And even though Greg is lacking on that side of stuff, his athleticism, we saw like bursts of growth from him towards the end of the season when you're like, huh, weird. You throw the six foot nine guy out there with a 40-inch vertical and you kind of reel him in just a little bit, put him where he needs to be, and he kind of starts showing you some stuff. So those are the also kind of start, Also started shooting, Danny. I mean, we got a little glimpses of him being able to shoot the basketball. Yeah, it's it, it's crazy uh, young players getting better, you know? who? It's, it's weird, isn't it? Which is why, by the way, ever you, see it coming? which is why I'd imagine Joe and Chauncey have already had conversations like, again, a lot of growth needs to happen, but Shaden's going to play. Like, they've, they've wedged some minutes yeah. somewhere in there where they're going to say, we need him to get this experience because that's the most valuable thing. It ain't being a red shirt by sitting on the bench all season. I, I kind of would like to see him, even if it's for five to eight minutes. I'll tell you this. Um, before we kind of move into the trade targets, I'm going to transition into some, some summer league stuff here. Summer league is going to be fun. Oh, man, yeah. A lot of people going to Vegas. Shaden Sharp, Jabari Walker. I would imagine Greg probably goes... I'd like to see him go. I think that's beneficial for him. Uh, maybe Brandon goes. Maybe. He's a two-way guy, but. Maybe Blevins. No, he's done. 
Yeah. He, he might go, but he's playing for somebody let's, let's, else, or they can put bring him, him the, back, or they let's can put him on the back. summer league roster. I guess. Let's double down. Come on. Um, they could, but they'll, they'll have some athletes in summer league. Um, I literally before we hopped on here, my my other tabs are open. I literally just bought airfare, um, and a hotel. Um, I went cheap. <laughs> Hey, you know what? Sometimes you got to go cheap because Vegas is going to take your money some way. That, that, that was part of it, but also I'm like, I'm only going to be there a couple of days. I will sleep in a shack. I don't. Yeah, who gives a shit? Where are you I, sleeping? I, Name the hotel. Oh, Excalibur. Oh yeah, you're sleeping. You're sleeping. You know, <laughs> mid bottom tier of what they offer. Who cares? Just live in it, man. You know, you know why I did that? Because you're cheap. Like, I don't know. Number one, I'm cheap. Number two, it's like two blocks from Thomas and Mac. Oh yeah, walking ability. I love it. I want to spend the least amount of time outside as humanly possible. Well, it's going to be really hot. Are you going to gamble much? I'll, I'll go out one night. You got to lay a hundo, right? Well, here's the thing. I will go out Couple one hundo. night, and it will not be at Excalibur. It will be at the Aria. Wow, you're going to front. You're going to walk in the Aria as if you're staying at the goddamn Aria, and you're like, where are you staying? Oh, I'm on floor 18. Uh, yeah, no. No, no, I'm going into the nice casino, 100%. I'm in the pyramid down the road. Oh, there you go. You, you, want, to, you want to go just full degenerate. I like it. <laughs> Um, but summer league should be fun. I'll, I'm going to be down for anybody who's going to be down there. I'll be down there from the seventh to the tenth. So I'm going. I'm going to leave uh, Friday afternoon, um, and then fly back Sunday Sunday afternoon. So not bad. Not we'll bad. do. I'd imagine we'll do a pot or two when you're down there. Just yeah, to I'll, I'll bring some stuff. stuff. I'll bring yeah. some stuff with me, and we'll do some stuff from down there. Um, it probably won't have everything up unless I set up my remote, which maybe. Mm-hmm. We'll see how that goes. But, uh, yeah, no, we'll, we'll do some stuff down there, um, and it'll be fun. Uh, Andy Marshall brings up another one. Keon. Keon's probably another guy that we, we'll see at Summer League. Oh, touche. Yeah, I'd love to see Keon there as well, just given he got high-level minutes, and I want to see the development keep going. I, I'd like to see guys like Greg, Keon. Um, Trenton, I think, has kind of gone past that now, just for how many minutes he played. Uh, because they needed him. He got a baptism by fire. I think he's kind of earned that role. And I want to see those guys play a game, maybe two, and then be like, hey, you're too good to be here. Mm-hmm. That's the kind of growth I want to see from those guys. I, I don't necessarily want to see them go out there and show me X, Y, or Z. Just show that you're 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 a professional now. Yeah. Because it's, it's so funny because you watch guys down at Summer League right out of the gate, and they all look like baby deer. <laughs> like they're just trying to figure out so many things, like how to be a pro, talking to your coaches, uh, all the media obligations and the bright lights and your first NBA checks and all that kind of stuff in Las Vegas. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you right now, Danny, I'm, I'm already, I feel like I'm already becoming like a Papa bear to Shaden. Like I'm already expecting first game jitters, score seven points, people hitting up us on Twitter. What a dumb pick. Look at this. Like I'm already ready for the negative impact of what that first preparing game is. yourself for it. I'm gonna. I'm like. I'm getting ready to elbow room into the defending of Shaden Sharp here, because look, summer league, it can be really great. We can get Dame Lillard. We can get Ant Simons. There can also be wild swings the other way where we get Quintel Woods as the MVP or Telfair looking good or uh, or Bayless. Jared Bayless. I mean, Bayless you name was the it. One that There's just went bonkers. You want to see good play. I won't refute that. But, like, if he's not amazing, I'm not going to walk away and go, well, he's a bust. It's over. And I'm already mentally – and I'm ready. Get, get your Twitter, Twitter accounts ready, folks, because I know some of you accounts. out there. Your tweeters are not going to offend me. I'm ready to go to back Shaden Sharp. I, more than anything, am less interested in the results from these guys at Summer League. 
and again process. Like, show me you know what to do. Mm-hmm. Showing me you can do it against guys, a lot of guys that aren't great. I don't think it really matters. There have been there have been guys who weren't great at summer league. If I remember right, I think Booker was not great his first summer league, and I think it was his second or third summer league. He was playing the Blazers. It was twenty twenty fifteen or twenty sixteen. And I think he had 30 and a quarter. And he was talking trash to, or Luis Montero was talking trash to him to start the quarter, I think, after dunking on him. Mm-hmm. Booker eviscerated his soul. Just annihilated him possession. Like the whole gym was like an and one show at that point in time. Like people are hooting, hollering, whipping towels around. Players that are, you know, veterans that are there watching are just gassing him up. And Book is like talking to Montero, like walking him down, like I'm going to shoot this here and then pulls up from 35 and buries in his face. It was like, Oh no, he's, he shouldn't be here anymore. He, he needs to go. <laughs> like, he, yeah, it is. And that's the kind of the, kind of the, the moments that you're, you're looking for um, from guys. It's like not necessarily going nuts, but just like fully showing it. Yeah. They don't need to be there. Can I uh, can I play the other side of the the draft last night? I saw yeah. I read another piece about the Pelicans, and the report is the Pelicans who had the eighth pick, so right behind them, and they went with Dyson Daniels. Mm-hmm. The report is that Trajan Langdon was on the edge of a seat waiting for Portland's pick to come in. They wanted Dyson from the jump. They wanted Dyson bad, yes. and the report is that when Trajan saw or heard Adam say Shaden, he erupted in a scream and celebratory yell of like. Hell yeah, we got our guy. And I'm I read Jeremy Wu's piece on the draft stuff too, who you know we had on the podcast, yeah. works for SI. And he was citing that there was an a, kind of like a, I don't know if you internal battle is the right way to put it, but that there was a back and forth where some within the offices want to Dyson because he's a little more game ready, whereas it boiled down between Sharp and Dyson internally. I'm more just curious your thoughts on New Orleans reaction to it. And the idea that, you know, butting aheads is normal, I think, in that industry, in that business, because mm-hmm. you're going to have differing opinions on guys like we do. Right. We go yeah. back and forth on different players all the time. People but... actually see the text messages. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> dear God, it's quite contentious. <laughs> um, but I'm, I'm more just curious your thoughts on New Orleans celebrating us taking Shaden and not Dyson. And then also the idea of Portland internally kind of battling a little bit back and forth on the two. I was talking to a few people about both these guys because I knew we kind of where they were looking. Yeah. And I always felt that Portland was leaning more Shaden because I felt like he has more upside uh, for what Joe tends to believe in. Like if you're going to take a swing on somebody, like I don't think either anybody out there is looking at both those prospects and saying that Dyson has more upside than Shaden. I, don't, I just don't think that that's a, a position that exists. I think Dyson's floor right now is higher. Because he's a known quantity, because he played in the G League. He showed skills. Like The thing that I always say is this. What is the skill that gets you on the floor? With Dyson right now, it's his ability mm-hmm. to, def- to, to defend and play make at a like quasi-guard level. There's been a lot of, he can guard one through three, one through four. No, he can't. He can guard one. He can maybe guard two. He's maybe. And that's yeah, and iffy. Like, college kids can't guard unless you're Evan Mobley, Kevin Garnett. Like, that's... You don't you don't you don't cover the whole gamut unless you're otherworldly and Dyson's not otherworldly right now, but he's talented and he can. Yeah. But there are real questions about holes in his game, and I look at him and I go, 
He's got something for sure. Mm-hmm. But what is it that like genuinely gets him on the floor? Because if you're looking at Shaden for uh, particularly the Pelicans, who do they have there? They've got CJ McCollum. They've got yep. Jose Alvarado. They've got Brandon Ingram. They've got guys who Zion. They've got guys who need Herb Jones. Yeah. Who need the ball. Oh, yeah, yeah, in that way, yeah. But I mean, sure. but as far as like their pecking order, they yep. need somebody, they needed to draft a complementary player. A connector, a playmaker. Like Shaden is not that guy. The scouting report on Shaden is <clears throat> three level score, freak athlete, uh downhill ability, does stuff like a true number one can do. Playmaking is like third, fourth, or fifth on his list. Right. That's not to say that he can't develop. But what the Pelicans were looking for, I think, for the most part, isn't necessarily the biggest swing, but and not even the best fit, but something that kind of matched both. Garbage truck. <laughs> uh, something that matches the best possible fit while also kind of on that, that upswing. Mm-hmm. And I think, and Sanders says it pretty much, Dyson can't shoot a lick. Yeah. No, that's 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 the negative about him. But they don't they don't need him to in New Orleans. They want him to be Draymond. They want him to be yep. what Ben Simmons hopefully is in they Brooklyn. Yeah, they and want one the of those dudes. The Blazers, if you're taking a swing, why would you take a swing on a connector that's not going to be ready for three years? Yeah, because you need a connector now. Yeah, and I think that's the the justification for taking Shaden Sharp. If you're gonna go young, this sounds kind of weird saying it out loud. Go for the guy that maybe is your next superstar. Sure, I don't think that sounds weird out loud. They need more soup, <laughs> Danny. They haven't had a whole lot of them. If you haven't taken notice the last ten, and I'm years. not saying that to say like take Dame's spot, but let's take a look four years down the road. Mm-hmm. Is Damian Lillard here? I don't know. Four years is a long ass time. I Anthony hope so. Simons, Anthony Simons is just now going into his fifth year, Think getting that contract. Yep, feels like Ant's been here a long time. Okay. Now, four years from now, is Dame here? I don't know. I probably lean towards no. Mm-hmm. Four, 14 years with the franchise is a long time. I hope he's here. I hope he's here. I, I, I hope he stays here until he retires. Let's, let's say he's not. Anthony Simons is now your starting point guard, and Shaden Sharp has turned into a star, and he's that's, your starting two guard. That's, that would, that's the ideal world is if Dame, God forbid, ever does leave, and I, I do, I, I kind of do want to start. Uh, I do want to start kind of playing this with the idea that he is like at the end of the day, no matter what he's thinking internally, feeling, saying, what he's saying publicly in the message conveyed is lifetime blazer, mm-hmm. Dirk, Kobe, Tim yes. Duncan. That's that's the message conveyed. So I'm operating now under the belief, and this kind of goes back to what my stance was yesterday when they made the pick. I know he's not. Sharp is not ready to contribute the way that I think Dame kind of wants to next year because Dame's going to be thirty. Neither is Dyson Daniels. Dyson Daniels is not coming in here and being your starting three and being your connector. Like that's right. And and once those trades fell through, Joe said, "Okay." And maybe maybe Joe is operating on that same thing of publicly, man. This is what you're saying. So if you're lifelong here in three years, albeit three years sounds awful because you'll be thirty-five at that point and. Maybe you won't be where you want to be yet, but like in three years, if this kid hits, holy crap, you know, we've got bucket getters. We've got hopefully some surrounding wings, some defensive guys. And, you know, it feels a lot different than it does maybe today where, you know, whether Dame likes him or not, and we'd assume Dame does like him. Like obviously he was at the workouts, but 
Dame probably had a bit of like, okay, this is going to be a year for the long term. And that when Shaden hits, you've got a slightly older, grizzled Dame Lillard with him. Yeah, I've seen a lot of people asking that. We kind of switched to, to trade targets or free agency, uh, kind of rolled them both into one. I'm operating right now under the, the auspices that the Blazers are looking to use their MLE on a big. I think that's very much where that's going to end up going. I think they're going to try to target a wing in, in a trade. I, I, yeah. I think that's something that's very much viable um, that's out there. And I think you could look at a guy like a, a Mo Bamba or a Jalen Smith. I think those are probably two bigs that you're looking at that would allow you to play a certain brand of basketball that Nurk doesn't allow. Whatever big they get, I tend to lean towards they're going to go for guys that allow you to play a faster brand of basketball. Mm-hmm. Because Nurk's not pounding up down the floor. Now. No, that's – that's. Uh, let me interject real quick. No, go ahead. So if you were to if you were to play it that way, which I, I I'm not opposed to, this is we're playing two different timelines. Maybe maybe it's not the worst thing because when Dame rests with Nurk, maybe that's when you unleash the Ant, Shaden Sharp, Josh Hart, Grant, Mo Bomb, you know whatever. What, we're just throwing things out there, but mm-hmm. that's when you would kind of push the tempo because again we know just from well our eyes that uh, it's not necessarily been what they do with Dame on the court. So maybe that's when you would kind of press things. Um, one of the things I've heard out here a ton is the Blazers. Again, this is not, not reporting stuff. I've seen this in the chat. Let me go ahead and rephrase that. I've seen a lot of people ask about um, swapping Hayward uh, for Bledsoe. I could have seen that maybe on draft night when you could have got lottery picks that would maybe change things up very quickly. Because mm-hmm. um, that would have saved the Hornets about 10 million, but also straight across, um, it doesn't work. So, um, yeah, somebody just put Drummond down as an MLE target. Don't you ever do that. Drummond is a vet minimum player. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do that. The big, big can, can we not piss Danny off again today? Can we not go back to back days? <laughs> Danny screaming at people. I, big, big penguin is, is a vet minimum player. Andre Drummond, Dwight Howard, those guys are uh, their vet minimums. Oh, please don't bring Dwight here. I. Oh yeah, no, I will. I no, don't either of those guys. No. Um. I think it's, I think it's something that's that's interesting, at least as far as the Hayward stuff on draft night when you could have gotten a draft asset, but it also would have handicapped you kind of going forward. One thing I think also that's interesting that we have, we we talked about a little bit, uh, or at least I talked about last night when I got home. Um, the Jeremy Grant transaction has not processed. Yeah. That's on purpose. Okay, can you explain why? Yes. Okay. Because there are now opportunities because you can, you can still just fall back on the TPE. Mm-hmm. But without the, tra- without the transaction processed, now you can take a look at, hey, we can move X, Y, or Z around. And we can finalize this process if they let's say they work Bledsoe into something, and they instead of taking Jeremy Grant in the TPE, they take somebody else in the TPE, and they do a straight across trade. I doubt that would be the situation, but let's just say it is. Right. Or if they want to work it into a bigger transaction, it just allows for flexibilities for not only the Trailblazers but Detroit Pistons. What's really interesting about all of this, though, is where the hell is DeAndre Ayton going now? 
Yeah, because the Pistons, everybody thought they were clearing cap space, and then they bring in Jalen Duran and they have two six eight centers now. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know. I don't know where he's gonna go. Um, Phoenix is desperate to get rid of him. I, I, you know, it's the league. The league is weird. The Lakers right now seem to be bringing back Russell Westbrook, so maybe Phoenix baby Kyrie. Well, yeah, I mean, dear lord, but maybe they're willing to bring him back in Phoenix because I'm trying to think of the team that goes for him. I thought Detroit was it, and now I'm kind of drunk. Maybe OKC, but you got Chet, so I, I don't know. Or maybe you think you could play Chet with him. I, I, I don't know. I don't know what to make of the Aiton situation. Or you send Aiton to Detroit too, and Detroit says we're gonna have you know they'll deal off a big stew and figure that out. I don't know. It's just been. And then it's, you play Duran as your backup. I, it's it's just interesting. There's a lot of things that are there are a lot of moves that are I think are going to happen in free agency now. Um, can you get DeAndre for a cheaper price, possibly? Let me ask maybe. you that question. Is that the eye emojis we're getting from Nurk and Josh Hart? Maybe. And perhaps since the clutch corner didn't pay off on OG yeah. that no, you know, yeah. they, they go a different direction. I'm kidding, of course. Uh, somebody asks, can we still get Aiden? I don't I don't think that's something. That I mean, I, I, yeah, I'm just spitballing yeah. here. You know, no, I'm, I'm with you. I just I don't think that's a, a way that they're going to go. Um, did, did it come through? Did uh, did Clifford get announced? Yeah, he's he's the coach. They the Hornets. <laughs> the Hornets said uh, we've activated that key fob that you kept. So thank you for hanging around the Charlotte uh, area. It, it's the uh, Abe Simpson <laughs> all over again. Just walking what? in, taking off the hat, taking off, put it on. Why would you? Just out of curiosity, did did MDA say no to them? Like, why would you not hire Mike D'Antoni just because look what he does with point guards and you have Lamelo? Why would you not do that? I. What am I missing here? Or Terry? Yeah, like I, I Steve Clifford's a fine coach, but this is an odd move, is it not? I wouldn't even have fired. Was was the last time somebody got fired and came back to the same team? Like within a span of what? Three years. Three, Brago's there were three years. Four, whatever. Um, yeah, when was the last time that happened? The Lakers maybe with Phil? Yeah, and I think that's a Championships, big he, he walks away and he comes back, but I it doesn't work. I think that's a different scenario, though, because you just said it. Championships. I mean, yeah, we're talking – but I'm just trying to think in general, like, coaches that were there, fired. Hey, let's let's redo that thing that didn't work at the end. I, what is Michael Jordan doing? Cheap. Cheap, he, cheap, 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 yeah, I mean, it's got it's to it's gotta hurt to be the GOAT and be cheap. Like, if I'm the GOAT, I'm never cheap. It's, uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Haglin, by the way, cheap. What are we haggling over here between Terry Stotts and Steve Clifford? $110,000, like $60,000? It's not like Terry's demanding this high-level contract. Mm, Terry did get good money in Portland. Well, I mean, look, if you're, if you're Terry, <laughs> I'm just gonna if you're say. Terry and there's a chance you get fired quick, you might as well shoot for the goddamn moon. I would just say Terry got good money in Portland on his last deal. <laughs> hey, Terry, it's Mike, Mike Jordan. Um, what's it going to take to get you out of Bend, Oregon? Uh, hey, Mike, thanks for taking my call. At least seven and a half a year. All right, go fuck yourself, Terry. I'm hiring <laughs> Steve Clifford again. I would, Great. Imagine, I would imagine that's how that phone call went. Terry's like, great. I'm on the uh, hiking trail of Smith Rock saying, anyway. Terry's hanging up his phone and going like this. <laughs> Just hitting that fly Drink. on the water, baby. 
He's drinking an IPA at Sun River Brewing. Like, cool. Eh, good for you. I'm happy for you. What's funny is I think the like half the state of Oregon right now is in Sun River, so that would that would track. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, listen, league wide, it's. Why would you have Lamelo Ball and hire Steve Clifford? I don't. Miles Bridges, Lamelo Ball. I. You want to get fun and dumb and athletic, and you don't want to get a coach in either uh, MDA or Terry who. Like, get fun, dumb, and athletic. Yeah, Instead, like, you, you you want to go with the guy that's like, all right, it's 7.30. I want you guys in bed at 7.45. Four corners. Let's go. Hey, hey, LaMelo, did you warm up your milk? Did you drink your nightly warm milk? Okay, no? All right. Listen, I, I don't want to seem like I'm throwing shade at Clifford because I think Clifford's a good coach. No, he, he um, is a good coach, but it just doesn't seem doesn't, like a like good style, fit. Stylistically, uh, I'm being selfish is really what it is because I wanted to see either Terry or MDA go, let's have some fun. Uh, I mean, I, I wanted to see one of those guys uh, the last go around of this team. But, you know, you can't get everything you want, and you got to pivot. So It's uh, interesting. But if, let's take a look at real quick and kind of pivot back to the free agency kind of trade targets type stuff. Um, again, Tybalt is something that I think is very much strongly likely to happen. So people are asking, I don't know, best guess, like what you think the price could be. If they're to land it separate of a three-team deal the way Daryl wants it, Daryl says, okay, fine. What do, what do you want? What do you think that price is? I think straight across, they just take them into the TPE and swap second-round picks. I think they're okay. just trying to move some things around, realistically. I, I don't second-round picks, that's a good move. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's something that's, that's that kind of crazy um, as far as what they're looking to do. And I've right. seen some people say, well, well uh, Tybal's a two. Tybal's a two. He's only 6'5". Tybal falls in the category of one of those dudes that plays bigger. He's basically spent his entire career 50-50, the two and the three. Well, okay. So can I, can I get to something here? Like I I know size does matter here. I I do want to, I'm kind of eliminating positions in my brain and I kind of wish we would start doing that. Like, I I understand you don't want to be six, three, six, three, six, three out of your five for very long. I understand that. No, but six, one, six, four, six, five, six, nine, seven foot. Sure. I mean, there's going to be, yeah, there's some, there's going to be some teams that you play where you're going to be a little undersized. But a lot of this league is just, hey, he's athletic and he's a wing. Wing to me is now ranging from two to four, just depending on who it is and mm-hmm. where it is. So, big wings and normal wings. Is kind yeah, of there's big wings, wings, little wings, uh, chicken wings. wings, power wings, Tur- sauce a, wings. You ever had a turkey wing? I've had a turkey wing. It's delightful. Mm-hmm. In fact, we're we're trying to go to Disneyland this year. We're kind of waiting to see what the uh, the old economy does, but. There's nothing better than a nice turkey leg, man. Uh, Total Sidetrack, the, the company sure. that I used to work Absolutely. for, we, we made the industrial fryers. Right. Yeah. So if you've had a Juanita's tortilla chip, those those tortilla chips are made with the fryers that we made in-house. Gluten-free, by the way. Uh, wonderful, wonderful. Like they literally just picked up some the other day. So um, it was great. Every time they come by, they drop off boxes of chips. It's oh. just fantastic. Um, a beautiful woman on that bag gets me every time. Have you had the chili peño? Uh, Juanitas? Yeah, they're like the Yo, Doritos. Come on. The, the Dorito uh, come on. version. Listen, you come don't on. you don't get them at every store. Uh, yeah, I've had them those several times. Yes, they're yeah. wonderful. But I say all this to say, Knott's Berry Farm has uh, two fryers that they bought from us for their chickens, and it's like this assembly line of fried chickens, just fresh, straight out of the fryer. That so if you go to Knott's Berry Farm and you get this fantastic whole fried chicken that comes out of there, 
just know where it came from. It was made with love. I'm going to admit something that I'm kind of embarrassed to say. I didn't know people fried whole chickens. I've never seen or had a oh, the, whole, like, fried complete chicken. You know what I mean? They they do those, but they also do the chicken parts. Oh, okay. So they just chop so, them up yeah, and be yeah. like, okay, breast, thigh, yeah. wing. Oh, okay. Great, great. Just makes it easy. Um, I would like to see a whole rotisserie style looking chicken deep fried. Oh, yeah. I mean, and you, you just walk up and pick the skin off. Just and, call it good. Think about it. Yeah, like, like why, why would you not do it? Yeah. Um, Jaren says Juanita's just appeared in the Bay Area. It's a fantastic development. Listen, man, Juanita's is trying to go big, man. But the problem is they can't keep up with how much people love their food. This is why they're trying to expand. Um, <laughs> Evan James says, Jesus, man, you must live under a rock. Who, me? Yeah. Why? <laughs> For not knowing about the whole fried chicken. Oh, well, I know. I was seeing something different when you said that. I know about a whole fried chicken. I just, I'm seeing like an actual rotisserie. Think of rotisserie chickens at Costco. Oh, okay. Gotcha. And you just dump the bitch in some oil. I mean, lift could, it up and. You could probably make that work. If you can deep fry an Oreo just, and a Twinkie, you I mean, can I mean, deep fry no, 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 I've, I've deep fried a whole turkey. That's ex that's yeah. exactly my point. Yeah. I know people chop up the whole chicken and then deep fry the pieces. I'm talking about it keeping it together, just like you would a turkey. Okay. And just okay. deep frying it that way. Sorry. Angel Alonso says we fry everything in Texas. You're damn right. You do. <laughs> hey, Texas got some good food, man. Uh, Double E says Maury always overvalues his players. I don't think he's overvaluing anything. I think they're looking at different machinations to make an effective deal. Because there's been rumors about who they're pursuing and who they're not. It's just, it's an interesting position that they're in because it looks like he wants to bring the band back together and bring in Eric Gordon, which doesn't make any sense because that's a lot of money for a guy that plays alongside James Harden and doesn't, isn't the guy he used to be. I don't, I don't know, man. I don't know. I don't, I don't, I don't think he knows what he's doing, to be honest with you, but I've been, had that opinion for two years now. So what the hell do I know? It's, uh, I don't know. He's trying to trade his way out of his terrible shit situation. Oh, that tracks. Yeah. Um, but as far as, like, other targets, and I said something last night. That I, I got a couple texts and, and DMs about um, when I said the Blazers don't have access to the full MLE. Or because they didn't do the OG move, they don't have access to the full MLE. Technically, they do right now. But I'm mm -hmm. under the impression that after some additional trades, they might not. That's why I said that last night. Um I think that they will get there somehow, some way. But the OG situation and how they were going to go about things, it put them in a position to to have the full MLE with the mm -hmm. way that I had done the math. So uh, that's why I said that last night. So we'll we'll kind of see where where that ends up uh, eventually going. You got anything else on Sharp? No, I I just you know. Um... Well, I can acknowledge because, you, you know, you're, you're getting texts and you were going to the facility and, you know, we're dealing with like draft rumors and trades or what's going to happen. Mm. Like I, I can acknowledge I thought our pod ended a little weird yesterday. So what I would just say is like I didn't really change my position much. And, and I, I think you've conveyed how you feel ultimately about it all. Um, I choose to be excited about it because the alternative is what? Being in misery and acting as if this kid's never going to hit, never going to. It's a disservice to him. It is a bit of a disservice to him. And so, like, why not? If we can endure 10 years of what Neil did or did not do. I can handle 10 months of changes. 
I can I can give Joe Cronin till what did you say August I can I can yeah. wait till August to just see how I feel about this team and what they can be and where kind of the future lies so I just maintain the same position I'm excited to see Shaden excited to hear what he's doing in camp and excited for summer league in a couple of weeks uh Brady Smith asks about Jonathan Isaac TJ Warren or uh, Harrison Barnes of those potential players i would say harrison barnes would probably be the most likely but i think the ask there is a lot more because sacramento wants to compete uh Mm -hmm. barnes is uh rumored as a large portion of the jonathan or jonathan collins john collins i almost said jonathan isaac and john collins um a part of the john collins deal so we'll see uh didn't sprague call joe a fat bald version of neil no what no nobody Nobody here called him that. No, 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 no. People were, that was on our chat. People yeah, were getting somebody, sideways. Somebody said the, that in the chat. Yeah, like, no, 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 no. By the way, doesn't look fat. I saw all the videos. I watched the press conference. Doesn't look fat. Like, what are we talking that, about? Met him last night. He's a bear. A bear. And at, uh, He shook my hand and my hand disappeared. Although I, yeah. I, I am grossly built and I have little tiny hands, so... That's okay. My hands aren't aren't ginormous either, but uh, it's it's always there's a lot of things that make me feel less manly when I see other people. One of the biggest, if not the biggest one, is when I shake another man's hand and, and it disappear. just engulfs mine and it's to my dainty wrist and I'm like, nice to meet you. Yeah, no, that's that's what happened last night. He shook my wrist. Yeah, it was it was, it was a little emasculating, for, especially for a guy my size. How <laughs> tall is he, by the way? Six six. I was gonna say because he played basketball, no, so he's he's a large dude. You know what he? Yeah. he he reminds me of Chris Kamen. Oh, okay. Like size wise, I mean, well, I mean, Chris was seven foot, but right, but right. Like build wise, like he's just. A, I get what I get what you mean. He's a big boulder of a dude, but I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll tell you this. I, I tweeted this out earlier, and we can kind of wrap here. I, I got to spend probably about fifteen minutes talking to Joe last night, and this doesn't have any, anything to do with anything specific as far as you know the organization, but I'll. He made you feel respected. He's charismatic as hell. Like, don't don't confuse what he is on the podium, where I think his his charisma and his joy and just kind of like his general being doesn't convey nearly as well. I think part of that is it's just him done a ton. Like for those who have ever actually done something like that, it takes a lot of practice to get good at them, unless you're just naturally good at them. But I can see very much how his confidence in pitching to players is, is a real thing. Because if you get him and Chauncey and Damian Lillard in a room, I am convinced that that is a significantly better group than the Blazers have had for a very long time. The other part of this is he gives a shit. Whereas with Neil, I think he cared much less about everybody else. And Joe started off the press conference last night thanking every single person basically by name. And not just the not just Jody and Bert, but all the assistant GMs and the player developments and the scouts, name checking all of them. He gets it. And walking into the PF last night and being around everybody, I didn't feel like this angsty shit that we had last year. Remember when we started the season, it was just like, Jesus, the vibes are so bad. 
I mean, I, yeah. And I felt like it had Danny really built up the last two years where it was just kind of becoming contentious. You know, he didn't talk to the media and when he did, he kind of talked at him. He didn't talk with him. He just come back. Um, well, and, and I would equate Joe. I, I liked it. I liked the demeanor. I thought it was really classy to think like that draft process is probably it's such a, a harder. I'm exhausted. And I'm not scouting tape for the last six months. No, I mean, the sleep deprivation he probably gave himself his family having to kind of go on for a couple months without him really doing a whole lot like there's all that is kind of involved with that job and that lifestyle i love the approach and I'll, I'll say this i'll equate it more to um an amateur golfer like if you go golfing like i, I like to golf i'm not yeah. good but i like to golf the difference between my game and somebody who is substantially better is probably the difference what we're talking about here when they're not doing it they're a different person. They're able to kind of hone in the emotions, control themselves, convey a message. It's no different than watching a buddy of mine who's substantially better. He doesn't really get that upset with himself. He doesn't beat himself up over a bad shot. He's able to recover and mentally stay with it. Whereas like I am in pieces by whole four because I'm plus six and I've ruined my day. Right. So I just think Joe has maybe a different approach. It's a calm, more level-headed nature of like, Hey, this is kind of what we're thinking. This is kind of how we're seeing it. And it's not so much, I'm in your face, bro. Yeah. I'm the smartest one here. And it's, I appreciate that about it because I think that's a good approach to take. This, I, I hear all the time um, from detractors um, because there's still somehow, some way, Neil supporters out there that it doesn't well, you matter gotta, how, it, how nice you are. I, I read, I'm reading a book right now about conspiracy theories and how they spread. Oh. And and there's a blurb in there that I just read today before we did the podcast. And it's funny that you mentioned this. How are there still Neil supporters? Because when people believe in something and they still find out that it's not real, mm-hmm. a lot of their their reactions are to double down because they were they don't want to admit that they were wrong. It's why we still have flat earthers out there. That tracks. I mean, that yeah. makes sense. But the thing about Joe is that I've that I've observed, at least in my limited time and talking to people. He's nice. People like him. He's fun to be around. Like people Joe walks in the room, you know, before the camera goes on. Hey, how's it going, guys? And everybody's not like, "Eh, hey, Neil. It was, hey, hey, Joe. Hey, everybody's, you know, kind of excited to see him. And I, I was just kind of taking like mental notes just how everybody interacted with him. And it was, even if he doesn't believe any of it and it's all a show, he's a hell of a showman. But I don't think that's mm-hmm. the case. I, I genuinely think he cares. And I genuinely think that that impacts the people who work for him and the people that he works with. So I'm really, I'm really interested to see how free agency goes, who they target and where they end up with it. But We'll get out of here on that mostly because my allergies are taking over. I got to do another show, um, and I've got to go get a haircut all in the next, the next two hours. So there you go. <laughs> we will do a uh, uh, mailbox or a mailbag mailbox mailbag on Sunday. A mailbox. We're gonna do a mailbox. It's just gonna be a video of us building a mailbox. Just, we're gonna just <laughs> flip it on the script and go full woodworking. Just go full wood shop. Uh, we'll do a, a mailbag on Sunday, so get your questions in. I assume we'll have a ton of uh, how Shaden looks, how he feels, or how he fits together, or what kind of player he really is. Same with, you know, imagine so with Jabari and then a bunch of free agents. I'll, I'll have a, I'm going to spend the next couple of days kind of going over, making some phone calls as far as tracking who they may be going after in trades and, and free agency. 
Um, I would imagine they have a pretty good idea of where that's going to go right now, but if something's changed with some potential trades, uh, I think that'll kind of impact things going forward. So um, get your questions in. I'll throw a tweet up probably on Saturday, and we'll, we'll kind of go from there. So, again, thank you all for watching. Thank you all for participating. Um, the last two weeks have been the most watched two weeks we have had with the channel. Um, so thank you. It has been summer yeah. league's coming, baby. Just keep keep subscribing, keep tuning in, keep hanging out with us, sending us tweets, questions, all that stuff, man. We appreciate the support. It's been overwhelming, and it's gonna keep getting fun. And then we'll have a little bit of a dead period and get it back up. Because go, camp's go right. on vacation, enjoy the sun while it's out. <laughs> exactly. uh, we appreciate you taking some time coming inside right now to watch us right now. Um, because, but get outside. It's it's what like eighty five degrees right now. Go it's really hot. Yeah. Go go enjoy it. Um, take care. We appreciate you. Like, rate, review, subscribe. Help us grow the show. You can find us on social media at Danny Marink, at Brandon Sprague, at Jack Ramsey. You can email the show, jackramsey's at gmail.com. And uh, we'll see you guys on Sunday. Take care. Until then, for Brandon, I'm Danny. Take care. Again. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.